At the beginning of Pasha's Taldos. The Torah tells us that in the time of Yitzchak there was a famine, which was a pretty rare thing to happen. It was only the second famine in the history of the world. The first had been in the time of Avram, and the second happened now in the time of Yitzchak. And the Torah tells us, It was a famine besides for the first famine in the time of Avram. This was the second famine in world history. What happens? Yitzchak packs his bags. He's intending to travel. And Hashem comes to him in a nevuah and tells him, Don't go down to Mitzrayim. Stay where you are. Remain in this land. And that's where Hashem will bless you. And I want to ask maybe a very simple question. And that is Hashem doesn't do things for nothing. When Hashem sent a famine in the time of Avram, it was in his sign. It was a test for Avram. As Rashi explains there, well, I shouldn't doubt why Hashem is doing this to him after bringing him to Eretz Yisrael. We should be wanting to go down to Egypt. Hashem brings a famine in the time of Yitzchok and it seems for no reason. When Yitzchok wanted to travel, Hashem says, stay where you are. So what was the point of the famine? That's my first question. Now it might sound like a small question, but I believe this is an opening to understand a much bigger principle which applies to Yitzchok Abinu. So let's bring another reference, a Midrash. And the Midrash says, Chamisha Golosin. There were five Golos. And what are these five Golos? We know that when we write the Torah, there are some letters which change when they're written in the middle of the word to the way they're written as final letters at the end of the word. Those are the letters Chaf, Mem, Nun, Fei, and Sadi. Or the way the Gemara gives them the acronym, Mansapach. So there are these five letters which change from middle letters to final letters. And the, the Midrash sees a reference in that to five salvations that there were, five Golos that Hashem brought about. Chamisha Golos said. And the Midrash says, Avram Avinu was the first Golos. And that was represented by the letter Chof, the final Chof. And that was when Hashem turns to Avram the beginning of his journey. And tells him, Lech Lecho. And that's a double Chof, Lech Lecho. That was the redemption of Avram. And the second was the redemption of Yitzchak. And the redemption of Yitzchak was the final Mem. And we have the, the double man by Yitzchok, actually in this week's parasha, when he goes down to the land of Avimelech, and he's more powerful, more successful than the king. And the Pasuk says, Atzamta mimenu. You are more powerful than us. So the goal of Yitzchok was with the man. And Yaakov was with the nun. Where do we find the double nun by Yaakov? Where it says, he davens Hashem to save him. He had silaini. No. Please save me. That was the nun of Yaakov. The redemption from Mitzrayim was with the pay. We know that the words that were given to him as a sign of the Redeemer from Mitzrayim, pocket yifgod or pocket pokadati. 
the double pay. And eventually, the Gula in the future, the Gula in the time of Mashiach, will be with the final tzadi. Ish Tzemach Yitzmach. That's a Midrash. The five Gulas, each one referred to by one of these five final letters. And obviously, we need to understand what it means. What's the idea of a Gula in a final letter? And what's the relationship between the Ovois Mitzrayim and Mashiach? And the letters that each one, uh, so to speak, is represented by. Now, to explain all five Gurus, we'll take all five Shirim, which I'm sure right and no one wants to listen to. So, if our topic is Yitzchak Avinu, we want to look at the concept of the Gurula of Yitzchak and why that's represented by the final Mem. So, firstly, the idea of final letter as opposed to a middle letter is meant to show a stage of completion both letters that don't change from the position in the word whereas when you have a letter which specifically changes as a final letter it means that this letter brings a certain completion and that's what changes its form and that's the idea of a redemption the idea of a ge'ula is the end of a process that's a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak saves us from a certain situation and therefore it's represented by an end point and that's the final letter which is used. Okay, so let's look at Yitzchak Avinu. Well, what's the significance of the map? So the first thing I want to point out is that there's a big difference between the final map and all the other final letters. The final Chaf or Nun or Pei or Tzadi, what makes the letter a final letter is instead of it being a curved letter, a rounded letter, rather it's a straight letter which extends beneath all the others and the mem is not like that the final mem isn't a different shape to the regular mem the difference between the mem and the final mem is that where the regular mem has no opening the final mem is a box that's completely sealed it's a complete square so to speak and what's the order of a complete square and why is that something which was special unique for Yitzhak Avina. So, let's first look at where this letter is used. Like we said, normally throughout Tanakh, the rule is that when the Mem comes in the middle of the word, so it has, it's an open Mem. When the Mem comes at the end of the word, then it's a sealed Mem, it's a closed Mem. There's two exceptions. It's in Tanakh, one in each direction. There's one time a mem which comes in the middle of the word and it's a closed mem. And there's one time the mem comes at the end of the word and it's an open mem. The mem in the middle of the word which is closed is in the ver that Yeshiyahu Anobi gave to King Achaz about a son who was going to be born to him would be a tzaddik. And Yeshiyahu Anobi tells King Achaz that the Kel Gibber Aviad will call this child is going to be born the Sar Shalom, the Minister of Peace, Lemar Hamisra, for extensive power or rulership that he's going to have. And that word Lemar is written Lamud with a final mem, even at the middle of the word. And the exception in the other direction, where we have a, a word which ends with a, with a regular mem, not a final mem, is a Pasuk in Ezra which is talking about 
those people who tried to break into the wall of Yerushalayim. They're called Paritzim. People who are Paritz, who supposedly breaking, want to break into Yerushalayim. And a Paritzim is spelled with an open mouth. What's the significance of that? So, let's start with that pasuk first, because that really sheds light on the idea. And that is, if Yerushalayim was sealed, that people wouldn't be able to break into it, then it would be like that final mem, which is protected. But being as there are these paritsim, there are these people who are going to cause breaches in the walls of Yerushalayim, so then it's no longer fortified, it's no longer protected, and therefore it's an open mem. It's an open mem. And the converse is true in the story of Chizkiyahu HaMelech. As we know, the great challenge that Chizkiyahu HaMelech faced was the attack of Sancheriv. Sancheriv with his tremendous army, Sancheriv with his force that he had gathered from the whole world, 185,000 generals and marched on Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim was very vulnerable. They weren't nearly able to defend themselves against such a tremendous army. But... They never needed to. Because Sancheriv uh, and his army marched right until the gates of Yerushalayim. And they never breached the walls of Yerushalayim. And not only that, Chizkiyahu never has to fight. The entire army of Sancheriv is destroyed outside the walls of Yerushalayim. And therefore Yerushalayim remained intact. It was protected. It was whole. It was unbreached. That was the power, the Marbeya Misra. The power that Chizkiyahu had was that he withstood this attack of Sancheriv and that's alluded to in that closed man. The closed man is something which is protected, something which is unbreakable, it can't be penetrated. That was the goal of the final man. And what's the significance of that? You had kings like David and Melech who went to battle, you had kings like Yoshafat who had to appear in the battlefield. Chizkiyahu, as we know, did nothing. Chizkiyahu stayed in Yerushalayim, he went to sleep, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu protected him. And that's the idea of the Geula of the Mem. When a person is protected, when nothing can harm them, they're so to speak in that box. They're so to speak within that cocoon of Hashem's protection, in the Anani HaKovet as it were. Nothing can harm them, that's a certain Geula. The Pasuk says, Choyne Malach Hashem Sabiv Lireyof. HaKadosh Baruch Hu encamps his Malachim in a circle around those who fear him, by Echaltim, that way he saves them. They're never harmed, they're never attacked, because they're fully protected. That's the idea of the Geula of the Mem. And when the Mem is a final Mem, then it means the person is fully protected, he's fully, uh, so to speak, surrounded, as it were, by Hashem's protection. Now I'd like to point out some interesting uh, perspectives on the life of, of, the life of Yitzhak Avinu. We see there are a number of similarities between Yitzchak and his father Avram, a number of similarities between Yitzchak and his son Yaakov. Similarities, but at the same time, I want to point out there's a very striking difference. Let's have a look. Let's look at two examples of how Yitzchak was similar to Avram. Yitzchak was similar to Avram, and in both of their lifetimes there was a famine. That's where we began the Joshua from. And because of the famine, they wanted to leave very Israel. Yitzchak was similar to Abraham because both of them went down to Abimelech, the king of Fishtim, and both of them were afraid that because of their wives, they were going to get killed. 
That's the similarity between Yitzhak and Abraham. On the other hand, whereas the famine forced Abraham to go down to Mitzrayim and he had to take the long journey and risk himself in the, from, in the hands of the Egyptians, the famine in the time of Yitzhak didn't need him to go anywhere. On the contrary, he was given a, 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 a explicit instruction from Hashem to remain there in Israel. And even though there was famine, when Yitzhak planted his harvest, he was more successful than ever before. He won, he, he harvested back a hundredfold from what he planted. When Abraham goes to Abimelech and tells him, Sarah is my sister, Sarah gets taken to the palace and it needs miracles to save her. When Rivka is, comes to, together with Yitzhak to the land of the Pishtim, and Yitzhak says, she's my sister, nobody lifts a finger. Nobody says anything, nobody touches her. The two ways similarly where Yitzchak is similar to Yaakov. Both of them needed to find a wife, and not from Eretz Canaan, but rather from the family of Abraham back in Haran. Both of them, we find it says about them that they became successful and they had flocks and they had servants, and they were blessed by Hashem. The difference is that Yaakov Avinu, in order to find a wife, he had to make the journey to Haran. He had to work hard for 14 years for Rachel and Leah. And Yitzchak didn't leave Eretz Israel. Avram warned Eliezer, he's not going anywhere. Rivka is going to be brought to him. Similarly, when it came to working, Yaakov had to contend with Laban. And he had to fight with him a hundred times about his salary until eventually he was, Hashem blessed him with success and he became wealthy. Yitzchak, he did nothing. He planted during a famine and Hashem blessed him a hundred times. Like it says, he was Zaycha to Meir Shorim. And without any hard work or expenditure, he was extremely successful. What's the secret? There's a similarity in what the others had to experience, but the way that Yitzchak, so to speak, was had to deal with things was very different to both Abraham and Yaakov. And what's the Yisrael? This is the principle of the God of Yitzchak. And that is that in the same situation where Yaakov would have to put him have a serious nebbish, to work hard, to spend years achieving something, HaKadosh Baruch gives it to Yitzchak, so to speak, as a gift. He doesn't have to do anything. In the same areas where Abraham would have been faced Nisyanus, in the same situations where Abraham would have to face the test, Yitzchak was in that situation and nothing happens to him. There's a famine and he doesn't have to go anywhere. He'll have success where he is. He lands up in Irish Pishtim and nothing happens to his wife. No one even looks at her. What's the Yisrael? This is what we spoke about before. The Geula of Yitzchak was the man. Yitzchak was living protected. Yitzchak was living within, so to speak, that canopy of being guarded. And nothing could harm him. And therefore there could be famine and he doesn't have to go anywhere. And he can be brought there as Pishtim and uh, Rivka is very beautiful and no one's going to raise a finger to her even if he's going to say she's my sister similarly he needs a wife, it will be brought to him he needs Parnassah, it will happen there's no need for him to so to speak, work hard to do anything different and HaKadosh Baruch takes care of him that's what it means the Gola of the man that's what it means the Gola of being protected of being surrounded by the Malachi Surrounded by the Anana Yaakovah, as it were. I want to suggest a step further. 
that's why the famine came at the time of Yitzchak. We asked, what was the Nisayan? What was the point of it? He didn't do anything. It was to teach him that lesson, to show him that. And that is, Yitzchak is going to be a famine. Yes, the famine means Abraham of Enoch to go down to Mitzrayim, but that was done Hagar with Abraham. You're a different Yitzchak. Stay here in Eretz Israel. You'll get all the bracha possible without having to do anything. And now the obvious question is, why was Yitzchak Avinu Zaychet for such a Hanhaga? Why did Yitzchak Avinu deserve that Hashem would treat him in such a unique way? Now obviously when we talk about a Maila, the distinction of one of the Ovis, we're not Chas implying that the other Ovis weren't perfect in every area. But nevertheless, we still talk about different Ovis as being superlative in a certain Mela. And if that's the case, let's look to what was the Mela of Yitzchak. What was the middle of Yitzchak, and in merit of that, Yitzchak deserved the special Hanhaga of Hashem. Yitzchak deserved to have the Hatzalah of the man. And the answer is, we know, that the area which Yitzchak really excelled himself was Yerushalayim. What does Yerushalayim mean? The Messiah Shalom explains to us, a number of places, both in Zahiris and again in Precious later on. Yerushalayim doesn't mean that when a person is confronted with Mavera, he strengthens himself and he doesn't sin. That's definitely a part of it. That's definitely what a person is required to do. But that's not the level of Yerushalayim. Because when a person is put into a temptation, then there's a possibility he's going to fall. And even if it works out that he was able to strengthen himself, but Lamaisa, he put himself into the Nisayan. He was challenged and there was a possibility of him fading in that challenge. What's the level of Yerushalayim? The level of Yerushalayim is a person who thinks ahead as to what could be something which could be a challenge. I plan what possible Mikshul could be in the future. What could possibly tempt me? Where I could possibly slip in some future case? And because I foresee that, I make sure to avoid the possibility. I make sure to steer far enough from anything which could be a Mikshul that I never put in the situation where I'm going to have to be confronted with the Eitzahara. I never put in a situation where there's a possibility that I might be, so to speak, tempted to do something wrong. A level of Yerushalayim is a level that a person is scared enough of doing something wrong that I'm going to ensure I'm never put into that situation. I'm going to avoid the temptation. I'm going to avoid the situation which is going to bring to the temptation. That's Yerushalayim. That's, uh, if a person plans that in advance, that shows how seriously, takes, how seriously he takes the halacha, that he's not going to allow any possibility of himself making a mistake. And now this brings us to a tremendous idea. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to a person, as we know always, Mila Kineged Mila. And what does Mila Kineged Mila mean in the context? If a person demonstrates that level of Yerushalayim, that he's always going to avoid being put into a temptation. He's always going to avoid a situation where it would be possible for him to be Niksha. The Rakadish Baruch is going to act in a similar way with the person too. And he's going to be there to protect the person and he'll never be in an assignment. And he's there to protect the person and he'll never confront a difficulty. And that's why Yitzchak Avinu was zeichet to this Ge'ula of the Mem. Yitzchak Avinu was zeichet to this special Hanhaga. The special of being dealt by Hashem. And it's Mirakin Agimeda. Being as he always ensured, and again, to the superlative level, 
that you would never be in a situation of Nisayin? Wasn't it the temptation came yet to overcome it? So Hashem did the same thing for him. He showed him, Yitzchak, I'm going to put you in the same situation. And for you, it's not going to be any sign. You're going to be protected from it. There's going to be a famine, and it's not going to require you to go down to Mitzrayim. You're going to go into Eretz Pishtim, and you're not going to have to have the Nisayin of your wife being taken away. For the person who does the utmost on his point of view, to avoid the Nisayin, that's the demonstration of his Yerash Shemayim, then HaKadosh Baruch responds the same way. And this brings me back to the passage we mentioned before. Hashem makes the Malachim encamp, encamp around Yerayov, around those who fear Him. A person has that level of Yerushimayim is to that protection. The, the demonstration of Yerushimayim is how much a person looks to protect themselves. How much a person builds a wall around themselves, around their eyes, around their hearts, around their society. That is going to prevent the possibility of being nikshal. And as much as a person builds that wall for themselves, HaKadosh Baruch Hu builds that wall of protection. And therefore the Malach of Hashem camps around those who fear him. That's the man. And when there's a crack in the person's on your Hashemayim, then there's a breach in the wall of his protection. Then the man is not a complete man and it's not a goala. And it's only when a person has so to speak, achieved a certain completion, a certain shleimus in their own Yerushalayim, then they zeichah. That, that Shemir applies to them as well. And that's why there was specifically HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed Yitzchak. Yitzchak and Hagothi is different. The same factors for Nisoyen are there. Be it Abimelech's palace, be it the Rav. The same things you're going to need in life are necessary as Yaakov will. A wife from Yitzchak or a way to make a parnasah. But by you, the way it's going to play out is different. You're not going to be challenged. You're not going to have to work hard to achieve it. Because on Hagar, Yitzchak was that Ge'ula of the Mem. And that applies to everybody. The more a person's worked on the year of Shemayim, the more they've built that wall to protect themselves, so then the more that they're going to be Zecheh to that Shemir from HaKadosh Baruch as well.